Peace and blessings and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast where we bring you your future favorite artists today. And let me tell y'all something. The thing I love about doing Heritage Hip Hop is I get to meet some of the best artists that I've never heard of. So when I get that good music and they give me that good vibe, we celebrate them and we tell everybody who they are. And here's one group that you need to know about. Please introduce yourself to the people. What's up, y'all? My name is CinQ, C-I-N-Q. I represent one half of the Mighty Loose Cannons. What's going on? What's up? What's up, folks? Uh, it's your boy, Booth of Vandross. You know what I'm talking about? And I represent the other half of Loose Cannons. You know what I'm saying? Dallas, Texas. What's up? All right, they said halves. My name is Karev, and I'm one third of the movement because the fans make the people, I mean, the, the, the groups pop. And without that voice, we don't know what to celebrate. So let's give the people a little bit of history. Tell us about Loose Cannons individually and then how y'all came together as a group. Uh, individually, man, um, when I started, I started with uh, three other guys. And we started as a group called uh, Products of My Environment, POE, as uh, some folks may know us. And um, from there, man, you know, um, we, we did that for about, you know, couple years and we split up. Uh, one of my brothers connected with another one of my brothers. And um, actually, man, what they did was uh, they left Dallas and went to Oakland, California, got a, uh, got a record deal on Ceno Records slash Ruthless. Ceno uh, Records, if, if a lot of you don't know, it's the, it's the same label as uh, Drew Down and the Loonies. So, you know, while they were there, they brought us up there with them. Uh, I was with Loose Cannons. My, my, the Loose Cannons was another group with me and another guy before it was me and this dude. And uh, some incidents happened and my man had to leave, come back to Dallas. So at that time, I was just, you know, stuck out as a solo artist. He was already a solo artist. And I just like, I said, hey, man, you know, let's, <coughs> let's keep Loose Cannons going. You know what I'm saying? For the sake of. And that was in like 97, bro. And we've been rocking ever since. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You still got a part of it, of a story. Let me hear your side of it. Uh, yeah, man. I was doing my solo thing, rapping with my cousin, Gino Boss. Just a young dude coming up. And I just jumped on the bus with him as a solo artist headed to California, not knowing what to expect. I didn't even think leaving California that I would be a part of a group. But like you said, certain things transpired and an opportunity presented itself to me to bring what I wanted to bring to the table for the group. And I did that. And that was 97, 98. And we've been rocking ever since. Yes, sir. See, most times when people interview artists, they ask y'all the same lame questions. I hope y'all did your homework because we about to go in. And this is what it's all about. Go in. Both of you have similar styles, but different outlooks when it comes to delivery. Both of you more of a person who goes around the corner to bring you to the to bring you to the the essence of the rhyme, and CQ, you more of a person that's straight to the rhyme and then paints the picture from the inside out. When with y'all individual styles, did y'all did y'all form that together, or was that already there before y'all linked up with each other? It was there a little bit because mm -hmm. we always hung around each other before the group was even formed. So he knew how I rap, I knew how he rapped. 
So it was there a little bit. We always thought each other were dope MCs. The trick was coming together and trying to fuse those two different styles together and find a sound that we were both comfortable with and then present it to everybody. But it was always there because, you know, we brothers before we were a group, so we were always around each other anyway. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> um, I think it was more about, you know what I'm saying, like he said, you know, both of us, we had already knew each other's styles. We were very familiar with each other's styles. And after we became a group, it was like, you know what I'm saying, us finding our sound to complement just exactly what you said, how I go around the corner and bring it back and how he just comes straight out the gate and give it to you. So we had to find a sound that will complement what we were, you know, our styles. And once we found that, once we found the sound, man, we was, it, we was off and running, bro. And we ain't looked back since. So offer me the opportunity to skip around a little bit. Do you mind? No, sir. All right. So like I said, we go in. The reason why I brought that up about different styles is because in a group, different people complement each other some type of way. Like that's what made Wu-Tang Clan so scary, that they all complement, but they all different. But in a two-man, it's very uniform because it's only two of you to bounce off of and then people can kind of measure you out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I want to go into one song that you had that really made me listen to y'all for about a good five minutes straight. And that was the Boo vs. Sin Battle Rap. Well, we take the kitten play, we take the kitten play movie joint. What, what happened? What, what happened? Talk, talk to me. Talk to me. The Are fact you that kidding? you even brought that up, Are man. You kidding Whoa. Me, man. Oh, I, I told you, yo, yo. We'll go into that in a minute. Let's go to the question though. But with the Boo versus Battle Rap. Not only did that show me that y'all got soul when it comes to the culture, but you're keeping it alive by bringing Memory Lane and the park bench to the keyboard and the memory screen. Tell me why that was important to do, not that project, but that song first. We, first of all, we love that movie. We can quote that movie from beginning to end right now. We so quote it every day. We quote it every, it's a part of my everyday <laughs> lingo. We just throw out some lines. You know what I'm saying? So the love of that movie, along with the project that we were doing, it all just came together because it was a light bulb idea. We were trying to finish that project. And I don't know where the idea came from, but it just popped up out of the blue. And we were like, yo, I don't remember nobody ever doing this. And if they did, they didn't do it like we going to do it. You know what I mean? So we was like, let's just do it. See how I come out and have some fun with it. Because we always love that part in the movie, you know what I'm saying? Bilal and all that shit. So it was cool, man. Yeah, it was just real. It was just recapturing. Uh, uh, it was just recapturing the moment from one of the from a from a movie that's that's man, just like you know, part of urban culture. You know what I'm saying? And we we just wanted to uh, we just wanted to reinvent that moment real quick, man. And geez, we've never talked about that with nobody. Nobody. Bro. <laughs> Welcome to Heritage Hip Hop. Because at the end of the day, like I said, if I don't listen to your music, I cannot interview you. And what you did for me was what I wanted somebody, some of the newer hip hop groups to do.
And when I say new, I don't mean just youngins. I mean, people to show that they have depth in our culture. Because if hip hop truly is a culture, we have to have depth of knowledge to be able to not only do it, but to appreciate it. And I'm telling you from the door, right? When I heard brand new funk, I said, wait a minute now, they, these guys are different. This, this, ain't, this ain't regular. Sucker MCs, you know what I'm saying? Renegade. But my favorite joint on there by far was the ready or not. And tonight's the night. I'm a, I'm a look, Jersey wow. head. We Jersey over here. You know what I'm saying? So when I heard hey, that, yeah. Yeah. so when I heard that, I'm like, yo, these guys are not only they nice, but yo, they're touching the pulse of the culture. Let me ask you a question. If hip hop truly is a culture, what is the most important part of the culture that hit you that made you want to continue the legacy of hip hop? Um, for me, man, it was the it was it always started with lyrics first. <clears throat> Excuse me, it always started with the lyrics first. Uh, no matter how dope the beat was, uh, I tell people this all the time. When I first heard, when I heard the message, man, I was sold. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, that was no, you know. That wasn't no party joint. That was some. That was some slap you across the head, and let's really see are you paying attention to what Melly is saying, bro. Are you really paying attention to this song? And at a very young age, I paid attention to what that dude was saying and started looking, really looking at my surroundings, and it all made sense. And I said, "Whoa!" So you can talk like this over a record? I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." That's what I want to do. Outside of, you know what I'm saying? Outside of um, outside of being a, a big sports head, big sports fan, playing sports and all that, man. Music was always the first love. And when I first heard the message, bro, I was I, I was gone. Right. It's pretty much the same for me. It comes down to the it comes down to the lyrics, the delivery your cadence and if it all makes sense because anybody can get on the track and be like blah 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 bullshit bullshit over a dope beat but if it don't make sense then it's a it's a disrespect to the canvas to continue to paint an incomplete picture you dig what i'm saying so we try our best to dive deep into mm. lyrics and hoping that it makes some type of uh emotional connection yes, i don't sir. care if it piss you off it gets you hyped it make you want to do something yes, you know sir. what i mean make some type of um, connection through what you're trying to get across. See, that's what makes hip hop different than most genres is because our genre of expression is an amalgamation of everything put together. Cause the message followed the same critique as cloud nine from the temptations, right? Mm. And then mm. if you want to go one step further, when Motown started going street, because everybody doesn't talk about that. When Motown started going street, that's when a lot of people from the hood say, okay, I can sing about this. It don't have to be about love all day. Because the most the most rowdiest, raunchiest R&B song I ever heard is, first you buy yourself a shotgun now. You know what I'm saying? You ain't making love to a shotgun. You about to plug somebody. You know what I'm saying? So reality came into the music and then it came into a form of expression where not only did you have to be representative of yourself, you had to be representative of where you come from. How does Loose Cannons embody that Texas sound? And how does Loose Cannons become globally and represent that hip hop sound just the same? Well, 
we didn't get <clears throat> it wasn't in texas it wasn't in dallas texas where we were actually uh looked upon as a rap i mean we didn't get discovered here okay uh so to speak okay we we went to oakland california when we got to oakland california that's when we start that's when we first started officially even recording music like that <clears throat> you okay. know what i'm saying so I always give props to the Bay Area. And I say that because the Bay Area is such a diverse and cultured place, man. There are so many um, of our favorites that come right out of that small little space. Okay. Uh, not very big at all, but there's uh, the Bay Area is not that big, but it's, it's, there's a lot of history and culture that comes from that place, man. So what we did was we brought that back to Dallas and we cultivated. That's what we used to cultivate our sound for Dallas. And once we were able to cultivate that, you know what I'm saying, tie all the loose, loose ends together and, and uh, uh, not only not only lyrically, because there's two different styles, you know what I'm saying, from the Bay to the South. And there's two different sounds from the Bay to the South. So we had to intertwine all of that, man. And it took people a while to really get that. <clears throat> but you know what I'm saying? That was that was the sacrifice we had to make. We had to let you know that we've been somewhere else. And where we've been is is, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, we was we was in the bay in, in one of the most glorious eras of hip hop, man. With you know what I'm saying, with with souls of mis from souls of mischief to too, too short to E40 to I mean it was it was bonkers, bro. And we got to immerse ourselves in that whole that whole culture, man. And once we were able to soak all it in, and we came back home with it, then that's when it was time to start churning the pot. You know what I'm saying? And making that you know smoothing it out and, and, and giving folks that butter. Yeah. See, in the history of hip hop, there's only two. No, there's three. There's three destinations I've been told where you got to prove yourself. That's Newark, New Jersey. Once again, shout out to Brick City. We up in here. Shout out to Jersey. Two, the Bay, and three, Detroit. And you're the type. You're one of the type of groups I would love to bring out here, because because y'all bring a certain element that hip hop is missing today. Guess what that element is? Because I know you hear it a lot. So that's right, because hip hop today has no soul. Everything's just. And if you remember the old Wu Tang on lyric, the deaf and dumb, um, the deaf and dumb are intrigued by the drum. It's just this. It's just this. And if you just do this, Pac said, "Let's really listen to you. Listen, really, let's look at what you're listening to, because this is an agreement. Do you really agree with what they're saying?" And when I listen to y'all, I'm agreeing to what y'all saying because it's soul in depth, not just soul and sound. Doing it to death is the marquee project I've heard from y'all first. Cause doing it, hold on for one second. Doing it to death is the marquee sound for me because shout out to KP as producing the project. And KP oh, has, has 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 serious bones in the game, so 
when I hear songs like It's On My God or Amazing, I'm like, yo, this group got some, they, they, they got some, they, they, they got some weapons. Y'all, y'all not somebody who just rapping and yo, I'm cool because I can rap. Yo, I got a little bit of skill and I could put words together. Y'all are, do you feel me? Because if you feel me, not only do you hear me, but you understand me. Correct. Correct. I want to I ask y'all from a biblical term. Solomon asked for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And God blessed him with the longevity of life. As an MC, if you have knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, you have longevity of a career. How do you display knowledge, wisdom, and understanding in your music and in your platform? Um, by not being something we're not trying to be. Before we do anything, we make sure that we want to do it. We're not forced to do it. And it's coming from our heart. We never have forced the project. We've never put a timeline on a project. We've never faked a funk on a project. We've never begged anybody to help us do a project because we all wanted it to come from within. We all want, we wanted it to come from emotion. Everything we do is based off emotion. We grew up on Tupac. We grew up on church. You know what I'm saying? So it's all embedded in us to bring that out. And it's not something that we can even control because it's part of our nature as men. You know what I'm saying? So when we present ourselves in interviews, on stage, or on a record, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a full array of emotion from happy to sad to activism to whatever. You know what I mean? And we try our best to present that all the time. Yes. And you also, man, uh, I, think, I think something that's carried us a long way is that we respect the culture, you know what I'm saying? And we never disrespected the culture. We respect the culture. We respect the folks that are in the culture, that participate in the culture. Like even if, um, even if what you're doing is not our cup of tea, we still respect your offering to the culture be because that in itself takes something, uh, that takes something within you to do. Everybody doesn't even have the courage um, to immerse themselves in the culture like that. They may love it, but they, they, they don't know how to immerse themselves in it. And a lot of them that do immerse themselves in it, you know, very um, unconsciously disrespectful to the culture. So I think that, man, being respectful of the game, being respectful of the culture, man, that's, that's, that's supreme uh, uh, knowledge and wisdom and understanding for us, man. You know what I'm saying? Because all of that makes us respect what we're doing and, 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 and the part of this genre of music that we're in. Okay. But there's something deeper than that. Because I want to give y'all credit for something that you may not give yourself credit for. Like I said, Heritage Hip Hop, we give people their flowers and we give them their respect because we take hip hop serious. Yes, I personally believe hip hop comes from God. Hip hop is not music. People say hip hop is like a culture, but most people don't understand what the hell culture means. Let me show you how fly you are in a, in a, in a, in a different perspective. And we don't, uh, we're not, we're not, we're not flossing men on here. We actually talking about what we do and who we are. The most high is so fly, right? He made trees. Y'all seen palm trees before, obviously. And you seen maple trees. The most high was so fly that he gave two different styles and two different territories. That's hip hop, yo. Think about that. And the tree does the same thing. It gives life. 
sir. Everywhere you go where you feel your best, there's grass there. Grass does the same way, same thing trees do. They give air. So you're perfectly clouded in oxygen to keep your body and your mind strong. That's the same thing that love is. When you're surrounded by love, there's nothing that's stronger that, go, that gives you life, correct? Right. Marriage of sound and marriage of um of marriage of beat, sound, and emotions called harmony. In music, what do you create? You want to go, you find that perfect sound to create perfect harmony. That's life. Let's take it to what y'all do. Y'all marry yourselves to hip hop by not giving yourself one uniform sound because doing it to death sounds different than Paul's playlist. Right? So Tell me how you're able to articulately articulate your style and your voice from a producer's sound to not only your total your production, but going to a Grammy nominated artist um, producer and, and kick out something that is very soulful yet unique in delivery. Um, that's learning from groups like Outcast to always challenge yourself. You know what I mean? Like I said a few moments ago, we try our best to never paint the same picture on that canvas. Every time we pick up the paintbrush, we try our best to create a different masterpiece. Some might be more beautiful than others, but we do our best to complete that. And we put it out there for the world to be the judge of it. We are our hardest critics, but we put it out there vulnerably, emotionally, and honestly and everybody else run with it. We beg nobody to accept it, but the picture that we painted on those canvases, all different, are yours for the taking, if you choose, if you choose to go down that route with us. You know what I'm saying? We want to make sure there's a different variety, just like when you go to McDonald's and you got the number one through eight. You want to make sure <laughs> that, you know what I mean? You're not just stuck on the, the number one. Try that number eight, try the number four, because you just might like it. That's what we try to do, variety, right. every time. But you know how y'all get disrespected? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off, go ahead. The, one, the, thing, the thing that pisses me off though, and how I know y'all less disrespected in a way, is because people don't appreciate music the way they used to. That music comes out so much that people just, they just, they get, they're getting high off of it and leave it alone. Y'all have music that people really should sit with, though, because your lyrical content, y'all, y'all remind me, y'all, y'all come down the vein of the native tongues to me. Y'all are like a De La Soul, Jungle Brothers, Black Sheep, Tribe Called Quest, Soul Quarians, Common type group. Let's put Little Brother in there for the sake of argument. Let's put Little Brother and let's put um. Let's put Pac Div in there too. Shout out to the West Coast. Yes, that's my, yes. that's my fault. I love Pac Div. Yes, you know, I'm a fat boy. That was my joint. You know what I'm saying? So, like I'm saying, <laughs> those are groups where nobody's trying to be super lyrical, miracle, whatever, but they're giving you the emotion of the beat and the and the and the and the sincerity of the heart of the MC. What's more important to you, to be listened to or to be heard? Um, I think if you're listening, you're hearing me. You know what I'm saying? If you if you listen to me, you didn't heard it. Mm. It's like my brother said, now it's on you 
once you heard it, it's on you to now choose. Um, do I do I do I really like hip hop for what hip hop really for for what it stands for? Mm -hmm. Because if you do, then you're gonna hear that. You you're gonna hear that from me and my bro. You know what I'm saying? If you really dig hip hop the way you say you dig it, then that's what you're gonna hear from us. And like you know, and like we said, it's not just it ain't just number one on the menu. It's number one through eight. It's a whole variety. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole meal for you. And you can sit down with your meal at the table, eat your meal, and enjoy some real, some real dope music, man. And that's it's it's you know what I'm saying. Like we said, we always said we bore the um, we bore the uh, the spirit of our ancestors, man. And I feel like that's what comes out through the music. You know what I'm saying? We bore the spirit of our ancestors and everything that they went through, bro. As as far as whether whatever it was. You know what I'm saying? We we bore that struggle. And that struggle comes out of us and we try to do it in a beautiful manner. Yes, sir. All right, so shout out to everybody out there listening to watching this podcast or interview, whatever way you choose it, because we're going to do visual and audio. This is Karev for Heritage Hip Hop with the Loose Cannon, Sin Q, and Booth of Andros, one of those groups that if you're looking for hip hop and you say it's not really hitting right, check them out because they got some dope music like their catalog is official we're gonna go into some of that catalog today i was watching a video a movie called buffed up right and everybody know if you bought that movie them buffs was some shades that had gave people clout and it just so happens that y'all have a song called shades that should have been in that movie soundtrack <laughs> you know what i'm saying and Shades is a smooth song that brings back that feel good, yet that fly good too. Tell me about Shades and how, how you put that together. Uh, we wanted to make some family reunion barbecue music. <laughs> yeah. You know, we wanted to make some domino playing music. We yes, wanted a song for the summer and springtime yes, to catch the ladies in their sundresses and their, and their glasses so they can Instagram and pick it up. Yeah. You know, and we wanted to make a song that you put on and you don't have to turn down. Mm. You can just leave it on in the background while you're talking and chilling and drinking. And it fit the time. So Shades is probably one of the coolest songs that we've done to date. Mm. And um, it came out real cool, man. Like, you know, put your shades on. Put your shades on. That song hot. It's not just cool. That's a dope song. I like, <laughs> I like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody doesn't need hip hop to bang somebody in the head. Sometimes, like I said, if it's a culture, it has to hit every ramification of the of emotional spectrum. You know what I'm saying? And even rapster. Like, I, I might go through the videos, but as you see, I pick certain stuff that don't come out either. You know what I'm saying? And rapster was hot too. But the song that really got me was Run. Now, that video is very, very articulate and unique because not only are you rhyming in motion, but you're using motion to sell the lyric in the video. How important is it for loose cannons to have a visual that critiques, not, not accompanies, it critiques the lyrics so people are more intent on what's going on while listening to you? Um, we try to always incorporate uh, visually what we're saying. Um, so, you know, like for instance, Run, uh, like you said, it's, it's all in motion. That whole video is motion we're on scooters you know what i'm saying riding through the city riding through the city just riding through the city not only are we just riding through the city but we're 
were rapping while we're riding on the scooter. So us riding on that scooter, that motion, even you know, that motion alone makes makes you want to pay attention to okay, well no, what they what I, I see them on the scooter. Now what the hell is they what what are they saying? Because the beat though, they they you know what I'm saying, it's constant motion. So what are they saying? So I think it's you know visually, man, we always try to incorporate, we try to make sure that what we're saying is what you see, at least 75% of the video, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's what that that that's what draws, that's what draw that will that will draw a person in, you know what I'm saying? Y'all shout out though, y'all funny, because I'm gonna keep it real with you. <laughs> the holiday tapes cover had me dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that had me dying. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was like, my man went back to the, my man's like, it, it, it went back to the five heartbeats with the old family picture. Like, what the hell is going on? You know what I'm saying? But I love it because that's paying homage. You know what I'm saying? Before people had guns and shit on their damn album covers, people were smooth. They was with their families, you know what I'm saying? And salute to y'all for making a holiday tape because, like I said, in culture, we have tradition. We talk about 1973, the year hip-hop was born. We talk about Cool Herc. Unfortunately, in hip-hop, we talk about the many days MCs have passed away. But there are certain traditions of family that we have in hip-hop as well. Like we have summertime, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. We have um, we have um, our Mother's Day songs like Dear Mama. You know what I'm saying? And even Death Row made a damn Christmas song. <laughs> Santa Claus in the hood. You know what I mean? So when I see songs like Let It Snow featuring the Loose Cannons, right, or This Christmas, y'all listen to the songs for context. I'm not telling you everything. Go buy it for yourself, not stream. But when you when you even see that, that's a daring, that's a daring um, opportunity to just show the world that there's more to you than just what is perceived at hip hop. What's the biggest perception or stigma of hip hop that you have broken in somebody else's mind by performing and being a group? Uh, I think we surprised everybody because. They think they know what they're getting when they hear the record, but when they see us, it's a whole different story. So it's like keeping that surprise element and surprise factor intact at all times. So people will never know what to expect next. It's always throwing a curveball instead of a fastball. Yeah. <clears throat> hey man, look. You know what I'm Go ahead, man. You can't box up. You know what I'm saying? Folks try to, folks think they can box us in and you've never been able, you, you can't box us in. I leave rope a dope style every yeah, time, you can't dog. box us in, man. Okay, but you know what? Let's go a little deeper into breaking that up. Cause you know what? There's another style of music called rhythm and blues. And the reason I never fully got into R&B music is cause I couldn't really relate to it you know um everybody of course everybody likes women or men or people are attracted to whoever they're attracted to and they want to just have something to set the mood of relatability 
But right. to me, I always thought that the songs about pain were the songs that stood out the most to me or the songs that are about not only emotions, but about depth. Like one of my favorite R&B songs of all time is Jackson 5, Looking Through the Windows. Because Michael Jackson, as a kid, poured his soul into the microphone. When I listened to Breakups and Makeups, Poison was a song that really made me go, hmm, that's a little different. Tell me about that project and why you wanted to focus on the heart and then not only the soul, but the inner spirit of the vibe of the project as well, because as an overall project, it hit a certain vibe. Mm. Uh, we, first of all, we got love for women. Mm. We're men. We got we we appreciate women of all shapes, colors, and all of that. We wanted to find a way to bring that out mm. in a way that they would appreciate it, and it was different from what they were hearing, because every worker got shorty this and my chick that and blah, blah, blah. So it's real hard to find a way to stand out from that type of cat calling when you're talking with a whisper to him. You know what I'm saying? So with breakups and makeups and part two, the art of seduction, we wanted to find, we wanted to find a unique way to get women's attention without taking it from them. You know what I'm saying? So with songs like Poison, Poison came first the love of the original track yep. secondly from experiences because we've all had a heart broke we've all been upset with a woman and we've all wanted a woman so poison was that song all mixed up into one you know what i mean like she's gonna break your heart but go for it that's what poison was you know what you know what i'm a little confused now because when we talk about even that, you kind of came back to that sentiment in a different way on Encore, on the Marquee Encore edition. Tell me about that song and, and, and what were you reestablishing based off of what you just said? What, what song is it, brother? Encore for Encore? Yeah, Encore from the Marquee edition. Like, talk uh, about that Encore track. That track was was basically the reintroduction. It's like, you know, like we, uh, the, the first marquee, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, after you hear the first marquee and we walk off the stage and, you know, we hear the curtain call, encore, encore, come back, come back. Well, coming back to the stage, we know we gotta give you, cause initially what we was about to do with that was just go back and remix some of the songs and keep and we was just like, the more and more we recorded, we was like, nah, bro, if they calling us back to do an encore, then we finna come back and hit them with 15 more different songs. Like, don't call us back to the stage to do the same song. We finna come back and give you 15 more. And now, so now what this is this is making you do is when you when you hear the encore and and, and I love I, I you know I love Cheryl Lynn you know what I'm saying I love that song I love it, man you know my bro was like man y'all need a y'all need an intro song to really establish what this is about to be and we went through a few we even just went through some sound effects and he was like nah I'm finna read I'm let me let me chop up encore for y'all and uh yeah, and, and once he chopped up Encore for us, man, and 
and and we got to uh you know what i'm saying once we once he chopped up on court force and sent it to us man it was just like it was only right that we did that record and that's also paying homage to someone like cheryl lynn you know one one of the uh uh one of the female r&b greats you know what i'm saying so yeah that was just paying homage and, and opening it up the, the right way i love how y'all did that and salute to y'all for that you know what i'm saying um we're coming to the end of the uh, of our time interviewing. How'd y'all like y'all interview tonight, man? Did we make some history tonight? Oh, hey, this is one of the dopest interviews yeah. that we've been a part of, and we've done a <laughs> lot in the last couple weeks. And this is, if not the top one so far, bro. Yeah, you are amazing, yeah. bro. Appreciate amazing, that, bro. Appreciate that. Yeah. So before before we finish <laughs> out, um, I have one song in particular I want to ask you about that really hit my heart. And, I, and it was more than just doing that. It was like really sentimental. And that was Tycoon. Take your knee off our necks. Mm. And um, yes, sir. Um, Nina Simone said the responsibility of an artist is to make music that reflects the times and what we're living in. Strange fruit, change gonna come, fight the power. Mm. Um there's so many more in this song. And there's so many songs that reflect hatred, jealousy, envy, pride, prejudice, racism, sexism, that it seems like those songs always have a time to be made and a time to be heard because we live through so much anguish. My question about that song is this. What is what as an artist, what does it mean to you to make that type of song and have to talk about that type of subject matter or choose to when so many artists don't even acknowledge it and don't even talk about it? Uh, <clears throat> when we first got that track, man, uh salute to our brother uh DJ Junebug, who um he sent us that track last year right around the time of the george floyd uh incident and um he said i got this idea um he said i want i want the voices of the people he said i want the voice of someone that's watching the riots he said i want the voice of someone that is actually in the riot and he said i want the voice of the police and I was like, whoa. So when he when he sent the track, you know, kind of all made sense. And we listened to it and all made sense. And then, um, you know, so I take the role of I take the role of the person that's watching the uh riot. Uh my brother takes the role of the person that's in the riot, and uh and our brother um um so for King Hot, he comes in and, and he 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 plays the role of the police that probably gives it the most the problem that that probably is the part of the song that makes the hair stand up on your skin. You know what I'm saying? That that third verse. And um we've always we've always made music like that, man. So it wasn't it wasn't hard for us to do, you know what I'm saying? You gotta dig deep. If you dig deep and dig through the catalog. 
you would know that that was that was you know that type of song was our roots that's what we came from that's what we used to i ain't gonna say used to do but that's what we used to be real heavy on you know what i'm saying so making a song like that wasn't an issue wasn't a problem but yeah we felt like as being um as the artists that we are yeah we deserve you deserve the the the, the people deserve for us to put out they deserve to hear from us in that manner during that time you know what i'm saying during these times yeah you need to you know what i'm saying we're gonna make sure that you um that you hear from us we're gonna let you yeah we might be partying and all that but at the same time we'll never we'll never not acknowledge what is going on presently in our lives man and that's you know what i'm saying that's that's just from the heart man i wanted to bring my grandson on the camera so you can see him because this is who I'm going to play your music for as he gets older. Yes, sir. And because you have music that I can give to another generation, that's very important. Because a lot of people, I don't want to play songs about getting shot or getting killed or having sex only to, uh, or, you know, stuff like that to him while he's in the car. So I wanted to show you what y'all are giving me so I can give to him. And that's very important to me. Say hi. Hi. What's up, hey, wait. <laughs> Say bye bye. What's up, bro? All right, go. Go. Get it. Beat it. Bye, it. Go. See, he wanted he wanted to meet y'all so bad. <laughs> so I put him on camera. That's the first time I ever had him on an interview, y'all. To be real with you. And the song that he liked, he liked Run, because he was watching them videos. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, everybody, Loose Cannons makes forever music. It's not just music that you play for the now. You can vibe off it. You can learn from it. You can love to it. You can, you, can, you can party to it. But most importantly, you can learn from it as well. So before we get out of here, give everybody your social media handles so they can look you up. Yes, sir. You can, uh, first of all, you can always hit us um, on the website, uh, which is we are the letter rlcs.live. Uh, we are LCS.live. Uh, Loose Cannons LCS. Uh, so, I'm um, you know, Twitter, uh, Facebook, IG. Uh, Booth of Vandros is my, is my handle. You can pretty much B double O T H A Vandros. Uh, you can Google me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And my bro. At CQ Clarence Tatum, Facebook, IG, Twitter. Real simple. Oh, like you said. Google Loose Cannons. Yeah. We are LCs.live. Website. That's what's up. But for everybody out there, we have to give our heritage hip hop stamp of approval. Do not stream their music, everybody. And if you want to stream it, do it to see if you like it. But if there's something that you like or you love, we ask that yeah. you purchase the music. Because purchasing the music not only shows that you appreciate the artist, but you're, 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 you're paying into them. And I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan of slavery. And to rent your music and not own it is not only slavery, but the artist is not getting their full due and full pay or just due from the streaming services. So please, I ask, if you like their music or you love something about them, get that music, especially if it changes your life and it hits your emotions. Because by renting your music, if anything happened to the internet and there was no more internet, guess what? You don't have your music.
So make sure you own your music and show the artists some respect because Loose Cannons is a group that if you don't know them by now, after this interview, you're going to check them out. I guarantee it. Do you agree, gentlemen? Yes, yes sir. Heartily. Couldn't oh, have said it better ourselves. And that's it. what I'm talking about because guess what? I'm putting my money down in your catalog. Period. Because like I said, y'all got some stuff that I love. And I'm not going to lie to you. I, I thank y'all for giving me the opportunity to interview and to meet you. And, and when y'all come to Jersey, please look me up. I got a radio station I want to take y'all to. I want to I want to I want to show 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 y'all all. Y'all my brand new thing. And I want to show everybody like I got this first. <laughs> And uh, we need your sizes, bro. You know, your teeth, especially for you, your grandson, you know, wifey, whatever. You know, send us some sizes, man. Let us send y'all some merch. Let us, matter of fact, let us send y'all a little a little gift box, man. You know what I'm saying? From us to y'all. You know what I'm saying? So hey, we could do that after the interview. And I would appreciate it because guess what? I'm going to wear it. <laughs> I'm going to play that music. <laughs> so it's all good. But up, the interview is not over. That was only the first part of the interview. The next part of the interview is called the rapid fire questions. Would you like to play this game with us? No. All right. So the rapid fire questions are not yes, no questions. These are questions designated to show your depth of hip hop knowledge and how much you are immersed in the culture and knowledge itself, which is one of the main lessons hip hop has taught us. So y'all ready to go? Let's go. All right. Y'all can answer this question. All right, good. Y'all can answer this question individually or as a group. What song or album perfectly describes you that's not from your discography? That's that's not what that that you didn't make is from somebody else's catalog. Me against the world, Tupac. I feel like that every day. I feel like that every day. Every day I wake up, Me Against the World is probably my favorite Pac album of all time. Probably my favorite record of all time. So. Yep, me against the world every day. I'm riding with that one. Every okay. day. Memory Lane is a classic. Everybody wants to say there's no good music out nowadays. They're full of shit. That's a classic project y'all have. But, Man. but there's certain beats that y'all have not done. So individually, because y'all have solo albums, right? And group albums individually yes yeah, i do my homework <laughs> individually right i want to ask both of you what's the perfect hip-hop beat meaning if that person never came out with that beat it would have been your individual first single trolley tribe called quest we got the jazz Ooh. that'd probably be mine <laughs> yeah that's one um Lucifer, Kanye. Ooh, wow. Y'all got all the soulful stuff going on, I see. <laughs> it'd, be something, it'd be something from Kanye West. His catalog's so deep, but it'll be one of Kanye's joints for sure. Okay. Somebody had to come up off them. <laughs> As a group that patterns yeah. yourself over re on reevaluating and on reinventing, there are certain producers I dream of you to work with. If you had your dream album as a group, one producer, who would produce your entire project? You know who I love, man? And he, 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 
He a sometime producer, but he produced a lot. Um, Anderson Pac. Mm. I want to work with Anderson Pac desperately. Production, singing wise, songwriting wise. I want to work with Anderson Pac. So my choice would be right now, Anderson Pac. And mine would be um, one of the dudes who I think gets like just highly overlooked, but um, DJ Quick, man. DJ Quick is a, um, say, man, like, however good you think Dr. Dre is, however good you think Timbaland, all of them, however good you think them, if them producers are, man, say, man, DJ Quick is, like, standard, you know what I'm saying? Like, that dude plays almost everything that he, <laughs> almost instrument, almost every instrument that he uses, man, he's a, He's a real gifted uh, uh producer that I've always uh that I've always admired from afar, you know what I'm saying? So for me it would be DJ Quick. Quick and Addison Park. That's a hell of a record. That's a hell of a record. <laughs> That's deep. Cause in my in my estimation of y'all, I had different people. And I like how y'all made me and think I'm, about that. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you I'm sure because we get it a lot. You know what I'm saying? We get it a lot, like, and we heard names, you know, that's that that from the west to the east to the mid, you know what I'm saying? To we we we've heard all of the we've heard some of the greatest names of producers that, you know, if folks could really if they could hear us with them, it would be that certain person. You know, I love Dilla, man. You know what I'm saying? I love Dilla. Uh, I love Knight. You know what I'm saying? I love Yay. You know, I love Timberland. I, it's a it's a bevy of producers that I really that I really dig, man. But I just think just DJ Quick does something to me, man. Like he really does something to my soul, bro. Yeah, I mean what he did for Tony, 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 and come on, let's get down. And then if you flip it and go to um just like Compton, and then if you flip it again and go to dollars and cents and then Anderson Park, you think about what he did on the Compton compilation I, I mean what, what was the last album he had that was a classic too um forgot the name of it offhand but Malibu Malibu that's it that's it yo you're talking about excellent uses of sounds not just beats because you got people who make beats who are music music makers and you got producers and they encompass both who you just said you know what I'm saying I love it I love it so Let's take this interview a step further and go deep because I haven't asked y'all one of my deepest questions yet. Y'all ready for this one? It's a good one. <laughs> Both of you have different styles with the same purpose. So I want to ask you, do you translate the language of the music or do you interpret the beat through, through writing with your pen? Um... I let the beat soak in, right? So once I let the beat soak in, um, I start writing off <clears throat> strictly, you know, it might be strictly emotion. And I'll get to a certain spot and I may stop and I'll be like, okay, let me hear how that really sounds. So now I'm taking the emotions and I'm seeing if it matches really, if it's matching the intensity of the music of the sound of the beat you know what i'm saying is it is it is it leveling is it leveling itself out or the words leveling themselves out with the with the backdrop which is the music 
So I would say, you know what I'm saying? It's a it's a combo of both. It's just a matter of uh first is it, it it always starts with the with with the track. So soon as I get the, you know what I'm saying, as soon as I get that that pep in my step and I hear that track, you know what I'm saying? I'm you know, sometimes I, you know, sometimes we can hear a track and we'll be like, yeah. But what we'll do is we make sure we go and complement that track with the lyrics. And if the track is not standing out, then we're going to make the lyrics stand out. So either way, you know what I'm saying? I hope you can get a combination of both. But if we get a beat that's, that folks may think like, eh, well, what we're going to make sure we do over that is we're going to make sure that the lyrics stand out. So, you know what I'm saying? We, it's kind of both, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of, uh, it's kind of a 50, 50 thing with that one. Yeah. I, I, I play it both ways sometimes because I'll just write without a beat. I'll just write, you know what I mean? And have verses ready to go yep. just in case that beat comes along yep. and be like, Oh, I got something for that. Yep. That'll be, hit, hit record. Yep. You know what I mean? So it, I play it both ways a lot yeah. just so I can stay ready. Yeah. And sometimes I will come from scratch. Even if I have a, a verse ready for that beat, mm. I might still come from scratch because that's what the beat is telling me to do. Mm. So it all depends on that moment and, and, and what the atmosphere is like. Yes, yeah. We have three more questions and then we're gonna close out the interview. Um, whether we go from classic revivals to the the the, ele the elephant music <laughs> types of stuff. I just want to ask you a question. As a group and you're doing solo projects, how do y'all keep each other on y'all toes? What impresses you about your partner and makes you a better MC? He got some of my favorite hip hop verses of all time. I actually think far as bars go, he's a better rapper than me. He has better bars than I do. And I appreciate that. You know what I mean? I think mine comes from delivery, voice, and, and cadence. That's what my strength is. But my brother is my favorite bar rapper. So because of that, I like to compliment him on that. And I try my best to not slip below where I put the pedestal that I put him on. You know what I mean? So it's like you see Michael Jordan and Steph Curry in the gym, you might want to get your ass in the gym too, just in case, just to stay ready. You know, because you never know. And man, I've always, you know what I'm saying? I've always said that, like, you know, he's just one of my favorite MCs. Like, I don't care what level of the game we talking about. He's just one of my favorite MCs. Even if we won together and I just heard the dude, you know what I'm saying? Because that's kind of how it started. You know what I'm saying? I just heard him. I, you know, I was like, damn, this dude can, you know what I'm saying? It really takes a, um, it takes a special one. That can put that that can put the words together and pin them, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and bring it to life like he does, man. Like I said, shit, he's, you know, like we, you know, um, we keep each other on our toes, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, iron sharp as iron. So that's what it's always been between us. You know, we we and plus we come from a lion's we come from a lion's den, man. When it comes to to MCs, we come we come from a lion's den. So. We've always been battle tested, and, and you know what I'm saying. We just, it, it's all for each other, man. We, the energy flows off one another. Before I go to the last two questions, I, I want to tell you, Sin, don't sleep on yourself. <laughs> you hear me? Don't, you hear me? Don't, don't, don't sleep on yourself because, um, 
Let me let me let me go let me go back to my notes. Give me a second. Um, please don't sleep on yourself because um, conversation piece. You you y'all 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 had something. That was me. That was me. So. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm wrong. Let me get my. Let me get back to my notes. I got something was, wrong. Conversation. Me solo is seeing. Uh, at that time, had. He was rhyme and reason. Probably rhyme and reason. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got the wrong song. Apologize. It was "Lost My Soul." Pardon me. Mm. What was the name of the song? Lost my soul. Lost my soul. Lost don't. Don't don't sleep on yourself because um. A bar isn't just what you say, it's also the feeling of it. That's what made Biggie and Pac so special. Because think about this. Think about this. When we think about Tupac, right? Give me a second. Sorry for that, y'all. Um, lost my train of thought. Um, when we think about Pac and Biggie, Pac gave us this. Pac gave us the feel and the emotion of what it is to carry the baton. Mm. Biggie gave us the steps and the struggle of running with the baton. Mm. Mm. If I had to put it in perspective, think about Brenda's got a baby. Where he's mellow. There's bars in that song, but it's not lyrical. Right. Whether you want to call it a flowologist or something, it was there. Um, you said "Me Against the World" is um your favorite. Yeah. Think about White Man's World. That's a classic, and it's very melodical. Where's the heavy bar in that song? Right, right. So don't right. sleep on yourself. You got something, and don't say, "Well, I don't have this. I don't have." You have what you have and you make it work. So whether you want to be in the Drake lane, the Kendrick Lamar lane, the, the I don't care, Q-tip lane, or the uh, Pac, or DJ Quick or whatever, your lane is yours and you run it excellently. So please don't ever sleep on yourself. I will not allow you to do that to yourself now that I met you. <laughs> for real, don't sleep on yourself. And for, your, and for my man Buta, right? What I will say about you is this. Rhymes dictate the mind of a gentleman. Mm. Sin, delivery dictates the mind of a scholar. Mm. When you put together a gentleman and a scholar, you put together a teacher. Mm. And that's the embodiment of someone whose music will live on, not just be listened to. So salute to both of y'all as a collective. Thank you, Thank you. I told you, we go deep over here. We, we don't play. All right, so second second to last question. I usually ask this question to people who, no, I, I really can't even ask this question the way I want to, I, I usually ask it because y'all already answered it three ways. I already know who would you like to produce your record. I already know that y'all represent Texas and the Bay, right? Okay. So you have the gift of being like in more than one territory. You're almost like bi-coastal almost, you know what I'm saying? 
So I'm gonna ask you a philosophy question instead. We have different zones of hip hop, East Coast, West Coast, South, Midwest, and stuff, et cetera, right? What is the South? And how do we how do we um categorize it? Because I don't believe the South is what people say it is. What do you say it is? How do we how do we define it? South has always been the the South is the heart uh, because the South takes all of those sounds and makes that gumbo and we never thought that we'd see the rise of the South to to the point to where it's East Coast cats, it's Midwest cats, it's, it's West Coast cats that will mimic the sound. And not only mimic the sound, they'll take it and make it their own. That gave us more, arguably one of the greatest, but he's still in his own right one of the greatest. Uh, Andre 3000, uh, uh, CeeLo Green, uh, Eight Ball, um, um, you may not, uh, Lil Wayne. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a plethora of, 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 of guys who went who went to the East Coast, who went to, who went to the West Coast, who went to the Midwest, and everywhere anybody from the South has went, we had to prove ourselves. We was always them country boys. That's all we was looking at was country boys. So everywhere we went, we had to prove ourselves. And that, that always had us battle tested. That never put us in a comfort zone. The South has never been in the comfort zone. But now that, Pretty much everything you hear stems from from the South. <clears throat> We're slowly but surely getting back to the East Coast, getting back on this gritty. You know what I'm saying? With groups like Griselda, um, Kendrick Lamar. Before him, we had um, <clears throat> excuse me, God rest in peace. We had Nip. Uh, you know, Snoop gonna always keep the, the West Coast elevated. <clears throat> so with you know East Coast. Um, being able to stand on their own, uh, in their, you know what I'm saying, still being able to, to stand on their stand on their own. But man, the South has been really running, has been the vessel of the game for probably over the last, I know over the last 20 years for sure. For sure. So it's, it's the vessel, man. Everybody come, everybody come down here. <clears throat> I gotta be everybody real with you. Down. Everybody got to be real. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be real with you. My understanding of the South changed when Pimp C said Florida is East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made me like, wow, because it is on the East Coast, but it is in the South. So it kind of yeah. bugged me out. But the thing is, where does the South start and where does it end? Because, yeah. huh? I say, yeah, you're right, that part, because you got some folks in, in Florida who claim the 
south. Yeah, and then, and, but then look, you got you got North Carolina, Virginia. That's south. But how far does the south go? Is the south from Virginia to Cali? Because you got Southern California or what? Like it, it's so deep. Because the south is the home of the blues, the juke joint. South is the speakeasy. Even shout out to Chicago who took that from gumbo. Blues, yo, come on, yo. Who don't know about the Sugar Shack? Come on, yo, talk to me. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and even if we talk about Dallas, y'all know for that 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 Texas barbecue. Now, who don't know about? You know what I'm saying? Because look, this one thing about Texas and other places, Texas barbecues because they take their time to brine and go into the heart of the meal so you get flavor in every bite well other people roast their food and then put sauce on it <laughs> you know what I'm so let's just be real with it so thank you for answering that question i appreciate it once again this is Karev from heritage hip-hop with loose cannons and we come to our final question so gentlemen once again it was a pleasure meeting you talking to you i pray that we do this again you know what I'm saying? Heritage hip hop is not bougie. So you don't have to have a top 100 hit. Every time you come out with a new project, y'all can hit us and we'll do an interview again. You know what I'm saying? So you, 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 you're connected with us from now on. And um, like I said, we celebrate the culture and we celebrate the people that make the culture great. And that includes you, all right? You want to celebrate folks like you, bro, who get us out to the folks, you know what I'm saying? So we appreciate the stuff. Salute. So with that being said, this is the most important question of the first interview. Because guess what? I had over like 200 questions for y'all. So when y'all come back, it's mad questions y'all ain't get that y'all may get, depending on how the album is. <laughs> so, so here we go. Here's the uh, most important question of the first interview. There's going to be a hip-hop hall of fame in the South, just like there is in the Bronx, New York in 2023, as they say they're making. And 500 years from now, Loose Cannons is going to have a plaque on the wall. Mm. And somebody's going to say, who's Loose Cannons? And they're going to push a red button. And your hologram is going to come out, and they're going to play songs from your catalog. And mm. you're going to be reintroduced to um, uh, communities, cultures, people, for 500 years into the future and so on. So my most important question for you is, and y'all can answer this individually as well, what is the legacy you left behind that made the world better because you made hip hop music? Um, in the words of Andre 3000, them boys earned them creams. Mm. We gave our all each and every time. You never had to wonder about it. You never had to question about a project, a performance, or an interview. When it's all said and done and you push that button, you can say, yep, that was well-deserved because we didn't cut no corners. We didn't beg anybody for help or handouts. You know what I mean? We self-made men, God-fearing men. We run in faith. And hopefully, when it's all said and done, when you hit that button, you'll be able to hear all of that. Yes, sir. And also, man, we uh, <clears throat> we know that there are some people that, uh, that we've inspired individually and collectively. And uh, that alone, man, uh, and some of these people were, you know what I'm saying, some of our, some, some of our cats who just consider our little brothers. You know, we probably met them when they, when they were like 17, 18, bro, and they, they was out in the streets doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? Doing what 17, 18-year-olds do. I, I hate to say normally, but yeah, they banging, you know what I'm saying, the whole, you know, they, they flank, all of that, man. 
and and when they met us, bro, and heard our music, it was like the light shined on them that they could do something more than what they were doing, man. And that'll always go there. That'll always be one of my biggest, uh, 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 proudest moments, man, because my little brothers have turned out, you know what I'm saying, they're men, they're kings, you know what I'm saying, head of the household, you know, with their families and all of that, man. And if you'd have met them, if you'd have met them when they were 17, 18, man, you'd thought like, uh, <laughs> yeah, another statistic, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, to, to, to know that we really touched some people, man, to know that we really uh, honestly touched some people uh, uh, spiritually, mentally, physically, you know what I'm saying? That is, I think, that's what, that's that that's the legacy that I'm cool with. I'm cool with knowing that our music touched and, and changed some people's lives. Well, with that being said, everybody, please go check out Loose Cannon's music and make sure you see them on a live performance because I can't wait to see them live. Whether I come to Texas or y'all come to Jersey, look, y'all, I'm, I'm going to set up a radio interview from y'all as soon as y'all come out here. You know what I'm saying? Just let me know when y'all coming. A Squad yeah, Rebel Radio, salute to the family. You know what I'm saying? Eric, it's your pop, baby. Thank oh, you for man, having man. us, bro. Appreciate it's been a you, pleasure. No, it was an honor. It was an honor because guess what? I'm buying music. Everybody like J. Cole today. I got loose cannons today. Y'all corny if you don't got loose cannons in your playlist. Y'all better get that. Y'all better get that. Go get you some. I'm telling you. And like I said, it was an honor. Everybody that's watching, remember, Heritage Hip Hop is more than music. We introduce you to your future favorite artists today, and we celebrate the soul, honor, and purpose. Because if we are God's heritage, and his heritage is hip hop, and these gentlemen are talking God to you, not just music. So with that being said, this is Karev, a Heritage Hip Hop with Loose Cannons. And we got we out of here. We say peace, and we out. Um, be safe out there, everybody. Heritage Hip Hop, love y'all. Stay loose. Yes, sir. Thank you for watching our presentation. We ask that you subscribe to our YouTube family and hit the notification bell for updates. Please like, comment, and share this video.